Welcome back to the Beyond the Palm podcast. My name is Terry. I'm joined by my usual partners, Arif and Yosef. But this week, we also have a special guest with us, Sports Pro's own Josh Sims. He joins us to talk about the rumored relegation system NBA commissioner Adam Silver has been flirting with. And we're also going to talk about the Suns' massive slip-up exposing the fake Lukaku for smoking a vape. All right, guys, let's get straight into it. NBA Adam Silver, the NBA commissioner, uh, is saying that the NBA is thinking about a relegation system uh, to copy the European soccer system for tanking. So basically, teams would be punished for being the worst in the league because right now there's Victor Wembanyama, who everybody wants. He's a 7-4 alien that's amazing at basketball. And the NBA, everyone wants to get their hands on him. So what do you guys think about this potential uh, penalty Adam Silver thinks, do you think it would work? Do you think it's a good idea? Uh, Josh, I know you're actually a fan of American sports more than these two guys are, so what do you think about the NBA possibly relegating teams to the G League? It, like, it sounds nice on paper, but like you know these billionaire, millionaire owners, these 30 owners, like they all have to agree on this. Like I don't know what the threshold is, but I think it's two-thirds of them or something like that. Like, you're going to have to get 20 of them to agree that their team might be relegated to the G League. And let's be honest, you and I both know the G League doesn't get views. Like, no one pays attention to it, really. Um, it only becomes a thing when players at the very end of the season get called up from the G League um, just for, like, one game in the seniors, and that's it, really. Um, so, it, I, I, you know, I, I get sort of why he's doing this, but also Adam Silver, he just loves soccer, the world of football, soccer. He loves it. Like that mid-season tournament that he's been pushing for, like the sort of cup tournament, that still hasn't happened yet. Like there's a lot of things he's trying to get done. And I feel like just, you know, let's focus on stuff that not matters, but like focus on stuff that's actually going to make a difference now and not these random ideas. <laughs> I would say, though, I think it's amazing that right now the Sixers are 0-3 and I look to my television and the Lakers are currently tied. If they lose, they'll also be 0-3. I would pay money to watch Joel Embiid and LeBron James play against a team full of G-leaguers to be the first people to put up 200 points (laughs) in a pro basketball game. It would be amazing. So, Yosef and Arif, you guys are obviously fans of European soccer, or should I say football which has a very known relegation system. What do you guys think about a relegation system coming to the NBA or just kind of American sports in general? Yeah, so um, I guess from the outside perspective, looking in, um, it's, I, I'm personally all for it. So the backlash I'm seeing is because, oh, these owners will never let it happen. But surely creating a relegation system would allow more franchises to be created. And with how big America is, with the major cities, for example, New York. I'm sure New York could think of another like five franchises that people would get behind. And I think I don't know how that's a lose situation. And I, I'm pretty sure the NBA have been thinking about having an expansion. So personally, don't you think this is a positive? And I think there's, there's the potential for like franchises to be born in cities and just create generate more money. I think like what you're saying about New York, it would be hard to do that because I don't think you can put. Uh, a new team in New York City and gather them like a following. Um, I think there's already two teams in New York City. One belongs in New Jersey, but there's two teams in New York City. 
the Knicks and the Nets, and it's already kind of like the whole joke is like, oh, no one's a Nets fan. I think when you talk about like the relegation system in Europe and why it works, is that none of these teams, well, I can't say none, most of these teams like aren't new. Brentford's not a new team. Brentford just came up, but they have a fan base. Like, you know, Fulham is, I believe, one of the oldest, if not the oldest club in London. They just, you know, they go up and down, but like, it's, that's why they have a fan base. If you put a team tomorrow in, in Harlem, the Harlem Hellcats, <laughs> you know what I mean? No one's gonna, everyone in Harlem's probably a Knicks fan, a Nets fan, or they just root for some other, probably like a Lakers fan or something, you know what I mean? So like, I do think if you put these teams in like Seattle, like we saw Seattle Sonics go to the OKC, and OKC I never had a basketball team. So maybe if you find a team that's like a, a city that maybe has like, they're dying for a sports team. You know what I mean? They don't really have sports there because all Oklahoma had was college sports. So you're dying for a pro team. They'll root for anyone who goes there. Maybe you can do it. But at the same time, the problem with relegation, more than relegation, the problem is going to be promotion. If you take two of the best G League teams and bring them into the NBA, they're not going to win a game that whole year. They're going to get smacked <laughs> every game. It's full of, the G League is full of players that aren't good enough to play in the NBA. So when you put them in the NBA, they're just going to be exposed for how bad they are. It's also worth pointing out that G League players, like they, they have a contract for one year. Like these guys don't really stick around. It's rare that, I guess to explain, G League teams don't really give contracts beyond one year. Like these guys are sort of there for a year. Obviously, um, and people might not know, but recently the G League have added sort of un underage teams. I, I don't know what you call it. Yeah, the Ignite. Yeah, exactly, which are made of sort of players who choose not to do the college route um, and want to do Pro Bowl. So if you put, like, 18-year-olds against a Joel Embiid, a LeBron James or the like, or even, like, uh, a, 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 a really reasonably good big on a tanking team, like, it's not really... It's not really fair. <laughs> it's not really fair because their sort of their bodies are still developing against athletes who have already obviously primed up their their body development. Um, and again, like I said, the G League players at the moment they're only on one year contracts, so like you'd have that team would have to recruit from scratch pretty much if they were promoted. And uh, like you could do it, but like because all these NBA players are on like three year contracts, four year contracts, it's very hard to sort of then mass produce a 15 player roster in time for for a season yeah i think that's something i'm underestimating because i guess in england we're used to so many football clubs and they have so much history and they've been around for hundreds of years it is difficult for example the nba to completely overhaul the system and have their almost their own um basketball pyramid where there's no clubs sorry no franchises for them to put into that system um, just to also add in, the reason it's also never going to work is because as much as Adam Silver doesn't like it, there's a lot of fans who are like okay with tanking. Like there's fans of teams who are like, yeah, let's be really bad and get Victor Wembanyama. You know what I mean? So like, if the fans aren't like, oh, tanking sucks, it's people embrace it. They're just like, yeah, they they make last year with Detroit, it was fade for Cade. You know what I mean? Like it's for Cade Cunningham. Like teams get behind it, and you watch the game. It's like, wow, I hope I get to see a good game, and then we lose in the end. So if that's the case, you're not going to get two-thirds of the owners who are going to be like, yeah, my team can go down to the G League. If a G League team went up to the NBA, they don't even have an arena to host an NBA team. I mean, it's funny that Adam Silver's looking towards football because I know a man called Florentino Perez that's looking to America. Maybe they could maybe they could develop some sort of dialogue. But honestly, I think a thing which uh, we don't understand from like a footballing perspective is I think football... It's pretty much the only team sport in the world that can successfully sustain 
a promotion and relegation system. And that's because of realistically, it's the biggest team sport in the world, quite comfortably. You know, like you said, you can go, you got you got Sunderland in League One with a fifty thousand seat stadium. Like that no other sport can match that. Like rugby in England tried to have promotions and relegations and it's like what Terry was saying, what would happen if in football a team gets promoted, they get thrashed, a team got relegated. Recently Saracens had like a they broke the rules with a salary cap and they went down. Obviously a few players left, but they just stormed the league and came back up. And now it's like nothing's changed. And also it's like because let's say in the context of NBA, because no one watches the G League, you know, it may be not not the case because the owners can sustain it. But in rugby, what happens is if a team potentially gets relegated, financially they they're they're ruined. That's one reason why a lot of sports don't have promotions and relegations. Is not a lot of clubs can sustain the massive financial hit that you get from all of a sudden getting realistic. We have to be real here. It could be like a tenth of your revenue. Or it could even be lower. Like, if the NBA wants to have promotions or relegations, I feel like the way you do it is you make a whole new league. You have to make a whole new league. You can't do it on the G League. You need to make a whole new league with franchises that want to join. And then if those franchises have their fans, like what Terry said in a place that, you know, Oklahoma needs more teams, you put some in there, you know... uh, I don't, I can't say the top of my head what, what what cities in the US ain't got teams. So I ain't even gonna try and be disrespectful to anyone. But that's sort of how you would you would do it. And then even if you had a different league, how would how would drafts work? Do teams in the second tier get a draft pick? And if so, does that mean the worst team in the second tier gets the number one draft pick? Because what if you see even more extreme tanking? Like what if a team purposely tanks to the bottom? of that second tier just so you get because I can't lie I feel like teams would 100% do that for Victor like Wanyama like I saw a free throw comp of this guy like <laughs> that's what I mean that's that's the point where Terry says like fans in, in, like see tanking is in football we don't have a draft system like there's no benefit of relegation there's no benefit of being last in 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 football so, of course, in football, they're not going to be fans of tanking. But in the NBA, you've got this self-contained way of, like, sort of equality. And I guess teams will try and try and exploit that. So, yeah, it just won't really work. Oh, so just quickly to say, and just a bit more context, these G League teams are all aligned with an NBA team. So you would have a situation where, say, I don't know, uh, I'll just go with my team, the Bucks. Say the Wisconsin herd got promoted, right? And then suddenly, you have the Milwaukee Bucks who bankroll the Wisconsin herd, who have got a team now in the NBA. And then it would then create this whole conflict of interest thing. Uh, I've seen football, soccer. You see all these networks, but like we don't really see two teams from the same network in the same league, or we haven't seen it yet. I mean, Champions League maybe with Leipzig and Salzburg that could potentially happen one day, but. Um, it would be like and it would be like another sport like Formula One a bit like how Red Bull have Alpha Tauri and Red Bull they sort of run those teams jointly like suddenly then there would be this whole conflict of interest and then I guess then you'd have to get the G League to then become independent but then obviously they rely on that NBA team for finances so there, that's a bit more context I'd say logistically it would be quite difficult sort of thing to sort of unravel to make it happen yeah great idea that kind of just does not make any sense when you really dive deep into it but hey keep it up adam so now we're going to 
Switching to another topic, we're going to talk about the son who recently exposed Romelu Lukaku for smoking a vape. Crazy part was that was not Romelu Lukaku. <laughs> that was just a random man minding his business. A random black guy with a beard was mistaken for one of the top athletes in Italy. And I'm not going to lie, when I first saw it, I thought it was him. And then you take a second look after you, you see more of it and you're like, wow, that looks nothing like Lukaku. <laughs> so Arif, I will kick this to you. Let's talk about uh, this article or whatever you want to call it from the sun. So initially it is quite funny just the way Lukaku initially responded. I'm not going to do the American accent because I'm terrified um, to do this false claim by the sun. You guys are lame as F for posting a picture that ain't me and posting the wrong info. The Sun newspaper, you guys are messing with the wrong one. Keep uh, keep swear word playing. My people will contact you very soon. I would like to say when he said the Sun, he did not write the Sun. He used an emoji. <laughs> he used the Sun emoji. So with, with Lukaku, um, just going beyond the fact that it is... Lukaku, this, unfortunately, this happens quite often. How many times, not just in sport, but in um, mainstream media, whether it be politics, whether it be culture, whether it be music, have we seen people of colour misrepresented and get the wrong picture with? And I think it just opens up a wider conversation about how the media is still predominantly white when it can't distinguish people of colour from each other. And I think it is quite concerning. I think to different degrees, all of us here have had some form of experience with uh, major publishers. And um, there is a lot of, like, it's not some random person that public, that puts up a picture. There's a CEO editor, there's a graphic designer. There's so many steps that need to, you need to go through for a picture to be published for an article. So the sun i'm sure that had to go through at least three or four people before it was initially published and the fact that all of them didn't check that not only is let's forget racism let's just show the like journalism how does that go through four stages of ed editing four stages of approval and no one notices that isn't lukaku one of the biggest athlete one of the biggest footballers in europe so just on a professional level forget the racism like it's, it's, it's so poor from them. And it happens time after time. And I think it shows something like more sinister, particularly in relation to the sun, how they're willing to, I guess, brush these sort of things, inaccuracies aside, because they know we'll get the clicks. And I think the clicks outweigh the negatives for them. So yeah, I just, it is, it's just shoddy all, all the way around. Yeah. And there's, for me, there's no way of justifying it. The Sun has responded and said it was an agency that, uh, by the way, that, that did the picture. And although, like, like Aris said, you have to check it. But the main thing which is I don't like about it is they misidentified him on a... The whole point of this article is centred around the pictures. And it's centred around a player who is very unpopular at Chelsea, who had issues at Chelsea, and they want to stoke that fire. They want to stoke the fire of, look at this guy who, you know, who was underperforming, this £100 million striker that was underperforming at Chelsea, who did that, you know, horror show interview and all, all of that. And look how he doesn't care about his fitness and all of this, you know. And it's just, you know, you, you want to kick a player when he's down. And I feel like, you know, what's the, what's the, it's like, 
when when you come for a man, you gotta come for his head, you know. And the fact that it's, forget the fact that when I first looked at it, I wasn't even sure if it was if it actually was an e-cigarette. But then I looked at it, and it's it's not even it's not even Lukaku. And I feel like that's the this is why it's damaging because you see someone that vaguely looks like him because he has the beard, he has the shade, so you're not you're not sure you can't see a lot of his features. So and you see the headlines Lukaku, so you think of course it's Lukaku. Why wouldn't it be Lukaku? Like why would some why would they get some random black guy in Milan? But then you look at it again when you see what Lukaku when he called it out and you go, Lukaku's head's not that small, and you start thinking. Wait a minute, this really is a Lukaku. Like, and that's, that's the thing that's so nasty about it is this is a hit piece. And this isn't a piece about our oh, Lukaku spoiled at some award show and they're taking the wrong picture of, of some guy. I feel like that, you know, obviously it's bad, but it's it's not as bad because, you know, it's just maybe I believe that's a mistake, but I feel like this is something where uh, they're looking for something. It's not as if like the the due diligence wasn't applied because the priority here is the hit piece on Lukaku rather than making sure it's an accurate piece about Lukaku. And that's the thing which I don't like because once, you know, I imagine you go in the comments of this, the article's probably deleted by now, we haven't checked, but uh, you're going to see the comments and I know you're going to see, you know, let's be real, you know, I know a lot of us don't want to do it because of the, we're four guys of colour, but the comment section of a tabloid newspaper, ooh, you're going to see a lot of people saying a lot of things about Lukaku, because they're saying look how unfit he is. And, you know, he's, and he has, he has previous about being unfit, especially with all the, the, the fat jokes he got at United. Kind of unfairly with the disease. And, and that's the point, it's already out there, it's too late. I imagine to a lot of people, they're not going to see Lukaku's Insta story. They're not going to see him... They're not going to see the son's apology to him. But they are going to see that article where they question his his fitness unfairly. They're going to glance past a picture that, that, that kind of looks like him. And, you know, stuff like this stays. So I hope he does carry it on because this is a... Seems like a open and shut case of defamation, you know. There's something that defames him. They say he's smoking a cigarette when it isn't him. You know, he's, he's clearly identified because they say his name and they say, you know, there's no other Lukaku that's on loan at Inter Milan from Chelsea and it's, it was on a public newspaper. So, Lukaku, go get your money, King. I just don't even know. Is this, is this a story? Like, what what is the story? Like, it feels like someone got these photos and was they wanted to write about Lukaku. Maybe it's a slow news day. I don't know. I don't know what day this came out, but... I want to write with Lukaku because we haven't heard from him. Oh, let's see how he's been doing in Italy. Oh, he he's he's not in shape, is he? Oh, well, for, and and with with that with that point specifically, I'm like sometimes your fitness sometimes, and obviously for the most part, like it is on you, right, to be fit or whatever. But sometimes like an injury prevents you from doing that smoothly or whatever. Sometimes it's not your fault for being out of shape. Maybe because your in your your recovery time's taking longer, or maybe there are things out of your control, right? But anytime there's a story about fitness, we always point to the player, as in, you should be fit, right? You should be, why aren't you professional? Um, so I guess I'm just curious why, 
I, the thinking behind the story, as Joseph sort of pointing to, it, that's the thing that sort of baffles me. And sort of, we got these photos, we want to do something about Lukaku, he's clearly not doing well. Um, he's, he's, he's not doing well. Um, and, oh, he's, he's out of shape as well, we can throw that in. It just feels like a... It's like a mixed salad of things that are sort of not necessarily connected, but they sort of they sort of link. So it might make a a three hundred word piece, and um, and yeah, it just has completely backfired on them. It doesn't feel like a lot of thought has gone into this, but I don't pretend to know what sort of what the thinking process is at at the Sun's offices. I don't want to speculate, but yeah, it's not something I would particularly find as newsworthy but that's my opinion for me i think one of the biggest concerns is is this is a reoccurring trend with the sun and it they clearly understand what they're doing and it's clear that the the reward outweighs the risk and i guess the reward and the risk is either a financial penalty or financial gain and the financial gains are clearly more in uh, more appealing than the the negative side on it. I think unless there's a change in the law or or Lukaku really does like get them to pay out a large sum of money, these sort of stories unfortunately aren't going to change because as Yosef did touch on earlier, when you do read the comments of uh, these sort of outlets, it does appeal to a certain demographic and those demographics unfortunately like these sort of stories. So yeah, it just opens up a wider conversation about what their gender is. And yeah, but just going back to what we started with and just the fundamentals of journalism, before anything, like not even at a high level, when you're a 16-year-old and you're writing, one thing you always have to make clear is accuracy. Accuracy is journalism 101. And they've got, how how less accurate can you get when you've got, a story based around a picture and the picture isn't even about the individual. It's just ridiculously poor. I feel like this is like something I would expect to see like on my on my Twitter timeline. Like some somebody looking for retweets and being like, hey, I saw Lukaku smoking a vape and it's like clearly like, oh, I thought it was and then eventually you go down far enough in the replies and someone's like, hey, that's not Lukaku. But instead, like it was on the Sun front page and it's just crazy. I don't know if that just shows like kind of how journalism is today. If it's an agency that somehow got through all these people to get posted. I don't, I personally don't believe that. I think the Sun saw it. Like, like you also said, kind of like a chance to like do a Lukaku hit piece. I know there's a lot of people in London who probably like saw that and were just like, ah, oh, Lukaku, I can, I get to pile on Lukaku and I hate Lukaku so much. So yeah, I don't know. I just feel like this is like something that you would see on Twitter, get 20,000 retweets and it would be funny and now it's gonna, and that's gonna be a meme now. Just so you know, like that's an, another Lukaku meme added to the mix. Like, oh, this is Lukaku in Champions League, and it's this random guy smoking a vape. But yeah, no, it's just like, how did this? Where where are we in today's media that something that dumb? Not even the slip up, kind of like what Josh said. Why is this even a story? Is is such a thing? And I hope, uh, yeah, like this, I hope he sues them. I hope he gets paid, and yeah, I hope he ends up being able to laugh about it. The the irony is that. The reaction, his reaction has got more other outlets covering the story than the Sun's original story. So they, whatever story they wanted to make and gain clicks and whatever, now it's just, it's turned against them. So yeah, it's just a, an own goal of all sorts. Another, another uh, casualty of this is 
this poor random black man probably has to ex- probably may have to <laughs> explain to <laughs> like he may have to explain to our family member why why he's got caught Nathan <laughs> because some agency boy was Lukaku you know maybe keep her on the low he ain't no she ain't no professional footballer playing in the Syria why why is the issue he thinks that now we have to go home and his mom's just gonna be telling him why he's why he vaping and you know he's gonna get in trouble why? For 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 what reason? <laughs> you know, like this is when he's just a random member of the public and he's getting shamed, man. You know, it's like it reminds me of the the guy that was the the, the new face of unemployment. That random guy in that article, like that's who this guy is now. <laughs> he's just some random guy in Milan, just like vaping. You know, he, he may have had a stressful day. He's on the sweating and stuff. He's just chilling. That's some some random. I don't even know how they take the photo. What? Because it's like some someone on their phone. Is it a paparazzi? Like my path in this? Yeah, it's on the questions they need to be asked. <laughs> but it's peak out here, man. He's he's just catching strays like this. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, I was. I just want to end with um, Lukaku. I just want Lukaku to be fit, man. I want to see you under Graham Potter. Lukaku, get fit and come back. And yeah, you got one more chance at the bridge. Oh man. Oh man, alright. <laughs> Before Arab gets into his Lukaku spiel, we're gonna wrap it up. That's another episode of Beyond the Pond in the Books. Josh, thank you a lot for joining us. You're always welcome to come back. I'm sure we'll have you back. I need somebody to talk to about some NBA and NFL sometimes. Next time we'll talk about NFL. Um, but yeah, that's it. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Uh, check Josh's stuff out over on Sports Row. And yeah, until next week, catch you guys later.